Hi, and welcome to the Essential Tennis Podcast, your place for free, expert tennis instruction that can truly help you improve your game. Hey, everybody, and thank you for tuning in today here on episode 236 of the Essential Tennis Podcast. Quick shout out to those of you who have taken the time to send me a quick email to let me know that you are, in fact, happy that the podcast is starting up again. You appreciate the episodes. Thank you so much for that. If you're just starting to listen or if you've been a longtime listener and you want me to continue with this show, please do me a favor and shoot me a quick note to Ian, that's I-A-N, at EssentialTennis.com. Really appreciate hearing from you and just knowing that you really value the time that I'm putting in here. That's what's going to keep me motivated to keep going and not uh, drop off again. All right, so the topic that we're going to talk about today is extremely important because if you do not understand the concepts that we're about to go over, then you will be left not improving for long periods of time. You'll be left kind of going around in a circle, a little merry-go-round of non-improvement, and it's obviously not what we want. So today's question came to us from Oravin, who wrote to me and said, my question is, does this happen often when you work on one specific area of your game and the opposite one suffers a bit? And what would you do, I'm sorry, what would you suggest me to do about that? Okay, so yes, Oravin, this is incredibly common that a player would focus on one particular part of his or her game or some kind of improvement and other areas suffer. And this is especially common when a player is working on multiple things at the same time. And this is where we must have a strong understanding of how the brain works and how it is that we learn a new skill. It's extremely, extremely important. And by the way, if you'd like to read a great book on this topic, check out The Art of Learning, The Art of Learning by Josh Waitskin. Extremely good book. So let's talk about quickly the unconscious mind and the conscious mind. The unconscious mind has virtually unlimited capacity for recall of a skill or memory. And if... If you you know do much reading on how the brain works, there's actually not a lot of detailed understanding yet about exactly how it does work. But one thing is for sure, when you're trying to execute something, especially something new, while using your conscious mind, then you can only focus on one thing at a time, just one thing. So for example, if you're working on, let's just say your serve, you're trying to improve your racket drop, and you're also trying to improve the direction of your swing to make more topspin. Just two random examples off the top of my head. You cannot consciously do both those things at the same time. You can't. You can only do one or the other. And if it is a new skill, something that you're just now starting to work on, then it has to be conscious. Let me. I'm going to go over this in a little bit of detail. First of all, the old phrase, I can't, I can't walk and chew gum at the same time, usually a self-effacing comment by somebody who's trying to tell you that he or she doesn't think that they're very coordinated, they're not very athletic, etc., etc. Now, and obviously, it's usually said 
as a joke and jest. I, I'm so uncoordinated that I can't walk and chew gum at the same time. Two different things that are seemingly very simple, can't do them at the same time. Now, here's the thing. If those were two new skills, then you couldn't do it. <laughs> Meaning, if you had zero experience chewing, which obviously we've all chewed before, we've all chewed gum before, and it's something that we no longer have to think about anymore. It's, it's unconscious. It's in our subconscious. Our subconscious does it automatically for us. But let's just say, just for the sake of discussion, we'd never chewed before, and we'd also never walked. And so we were trying to learn how to walk. We were trying to learn how to use our jaw and use the muscles to move our, our jaw up and down to chew something. We'd never done that. We'd never walked before. We absolutely could not do those two things at the same time. Now, since you've done them both millions of times, it's not a big deal. You can walk and chew gum at the same time because those two things have been practiced. They've been perfected. And we no longer have to consciously think about either thing. And so lots of things like that in our everyday life are totally automatic. Another good example is driving a car. Think about all of the nuanced commands and details and reactions that you execute while driving a car. Something that you've probably been doing, probably been doing for a long time. And so you no longer have to think very much about anything that you do while you're driving. You just go from point A to point B. Sometimes you're deep in thought or you're listening to a podcast or whatever, and you re- don't you don't remember any of the trip at all. And you just kind of get to your lo- get to your destination. And if you think back, you, you don't even really think about any of the turns that you made or anything else. So just the simple act of being behind somebody, for example, on the freeway, the right combination of using the brake and the gas smoothly and at the right time so that you don't accelerate into them or you don't create too much distance either and you slow down too much and you become a hindrance to everybody else. Just imagine going, going around them. Maybe they slow down a bunch and you have to go around them. Just all, all of the little details of checking your mirrors, checking your blind spots, using a turn signal, watching for other cars as you move over into a new lane, etc. If you had to consciously think your way through all of those steps one at a time, it'd be, it would be incredibly painful. But thankfully, we have this ability to take a skill and put it deep into our subconscious. And that process is what we need to understand. That process is what we need to be able to do in order to get better at tennis. If we never take any new skill and put it back into our subconscious by truly learning it and making it a part of our game, then we will never get better. We will just keep hopping from new skill to new skill to new skill, never mastering any of them, and therefore never actually becoming any significantly better at tennis. So learning any new skill, tennis included, must follow this approach. At first, it's, it is new. It's something we, we haven't mastered yet. And that can be a little deceptive because it may not actually be new to you. Maybe this is a skill that you've tried to learn many different times, but you haven't followed the right process. So you tried to learn it. You may even have done it several times really well. And so you thought, oh, great, I got it. And this is the big mistake that so many tennis players make is they'll practice a new skill until they can do it a few times and then they think, okay, great, I can, I can do that. I can execute that. And then they stop 
practicing it consciously. They think that it's now a new habit, but they haven't actually repeated it enough times consciously and correctly to actually make it a habit yet. They move on to the next thing, and a month later, they're like, oh, wait, I thought I learned that thing, dropping my racket more on my forehand to create more topspin. I, I, thought, I thought I made that a habit, but I guess not, so I better go back and work on it again. And they put it on the back burner, the other six, eight, or ten things that they've also been trying to make a new habit of, but those things haven't become a new habit either. And so we, so many tennis players fall into this rut of just rotating through, cycling through all of these things that they're trying to learn, but they don't ever make them a new habit. They never become unconsciously competent at those new skills. They just keep cycling around. Now, the other big mistake that tennis players make is they try to do two things at once that are new. And the conscious mind can, again, monitor just one thing at a time that is not yet a habit, that is not yet unconscious. So the conscious mind will monitor the one thing of the two. And maybe you do it great, but you finish the swing and then you realize, oh no, I didn't do that other thing. So on the next swing, you focus consciously on element, uh, excuse me, element number two. And maybe you do that great, but you finish the swing and you're like, oh, well, I did element number two, but I forgot about number one again. All right, let's go back to that. And there's, there's this seesaw back and forth of doing one of the things, but not the other, and then shifting back and forth. Now, as a result, neither thing ever becomes a habit. You may become slightly better at doing both while conscious of them, but they never become unconscious. So what's the key? How do we avoid these mistakes? And I'm sure that if you've been playing tennis, you've been working hard at getting better at tennis for any length of time, I'm sure that you are identifying with the descriptions that I'm talking about, cycling through new things, never really mastering them, never really getting any better and spinning your wheels. So the key here is the right amount of repetitions focused on a specific thing without jumping around, without moving on to something else, being focused on one element until you've mastered it and then moving on to the next thing. So how many repetitions does it take? That's really the key. Having the right repetitions done a a certain number of times until finally you no longer have to think about it anymore and it just becomes a new habit. Well, it depends on the person. It depends on two things. Number one, it depends on the person. How quickly they pick up new skills and new things. And when we're talking about tennis specifically, we're, we're talking about something that is very nuanced and very, very detailed and takes a lot of fine motor control. And how quickly X, Y, or Z player can pick up something new really varies quite a lot from player to player. Have you been doing this correctly for a long period of time? Are you good at that process of focusing on one thing? And have you repeated it many times? The more that we improve at a specific skill, the more that we can then move on to other skills and improve those things. But the longer that we have low focus and we have low discipline as we try to get better at something, and the less and less we do a good job of focusing and repeating on one thing, mastering it, and then moving on, 
The less we do that, the less skilled we are at that ability to pick up new things. So it depends on the person and how experienced they are at this process and how many times in their past that they've done it before. Some, some people, you know, it just seems that they're super athletic. It's not necessarily that they're naturally inherently gifted as an athlete. But they have gone through this process many times, maybe in another discipline, maybe in another sport. And so they're very aware and they're very focused and they're good at learning new skills. The other big variable is the quality of the repetitions. You need to have a singular focus on that new thing and have the discipline to stick with it through however many repetitions it takes until it truly becomes a new habit before you move on to the next thing. So depending on those two variations, you could pick up a new skill in a week or a month or maybe many months. I've seen all of those depending on the students, depending on their ability to really hone in on something specific, have a focused, disciplined approach to their practice time, not get distracted, and really master one thing at a time instead of overwhelming themselves and not really getting any better at anything. (laughs) So bottom line is you need to have a good process. You need to have a high level of focus. To a certain extent, you need to enjoy that process. If, If you get bored by what I'm describing, then, you know, quite frankly, you're never going to make large improvements to your game. Definitely not over time. You'll never go level to level to level to level. You'll probably stick within a certain level and get marginally better within that level. So you need a lot of patience and discipline in order to make this work. But if you're serious about improving your game, then it is worth it. So I hope this was helpful to you. Hope it gives you some insight on the improvement process. And I hope that this uh, serves you and helps you really understand what you should be doing during your practice time. For more free game improving instruction, be sure to check out EssentialTennis.com, where you'll find hundreds of video, audio, and written lessons. Also, be sure to subscribe to Essential Tennis on iTunes and YouTube, where we are the number one resource in the world, providing passionate instruction for passionate tennis players. Thank you so much for listening today. Take care, and good luck with your tennis.